This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's some things that are hard sometimes, but you know, as we go down this road, I think you got to keep in mind, you know, how much we want Aaron to be here and how important he is to our organization. So I think, like I said, I'm optimistic, and we'll and we'll see how it unfolds. on the phone i just kind of zoned out i was really feeling that like man that really hit me a certain way that that music thanks buddy how are you i'm good um because to me this rogers thing is well really where does this go off the rails for aaron and what was this report from uh ian rapaport yesterday about the death now what did he say on that he said that rogers the death now was jake kumaro because uh, Rodgers had come out and said, yeah, you know, I really like this Jake Kumaro guy. And like the next day they cut him. Okay, so I have just been, uh, I'm going to have to spend the rest of the day looking for it. Um, you know how Aaron Rodgers, particularly during training camp, gives you these complete assessments of his teammates, particularly his wide receivers, right? He, you know, and one thing he said the last week at camp was someone said, how do you think uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantley's coming along? He goes, you know what? He said he had such a good practice the other day, some of the catches he made. He said it's like what Matt LaFleur said in the team meeting. Marquette, MVS has hit a new standard. That's where he needs to be. Now, if he can do that like he did in yesterday's scrimmage consistently, you know, that's where we need him with the wide receiver group. He has talked you know, often about that Jake Kumaro does the little things the right way. Uh, you know, his technique and, and the way he follows the ball in, doesn't look up to the last second. All, it brings in both feet before, you know, he goes out of bounds, those kinds of things. So, you know, I think I've come up with a good analogy. As I was driving in and listening to you here just a couple minutes ago, um, let's say, Bart, you had a producer for the last three years, and, you know, he was in tune with you and your thoughts and the show, and how you like to do things, and you like his writing. And then the boss comes in and says, hey, listen, i got you a new producer. This guy can type 65 words a minute. And you go, yeah, but where's, where's the guy I've had the last three years? Oh, we fired him. We fired him. Yeah, you, did you realize he could only type 35 words a minute? I don't care. I don't care. I like the way he writes his stuff. I like he, uh, he's in tune with the show. I don't care what his words permitted are. It's almost like that. And I told you during camp, Man, look out for this Malik Taylor kid because not only are they lining up at wide receiver, I see him on special teams. I see them using them in jet sweeps. They're working them all over the place. They like what this guy can do. 
and somebody is going to lose their job with the wide receivers, and it was Kumaro. So as I go through everything that Aaron Rodgers was saying in late August and then Labor Day and then after the cuts, I haven't found it, but I know somewhere in there, and remember, remember going into the week against the Vikings, Tim Boyle had said, how do you think the quarterback is handling this Jordan Love thing? And it was about the only time we talked to Boyle, he says, he's the happiest I've ever seen him. He's just, yeah. know, it's just different attitude. And that spun the whole thing when he goes on Pat McAfee, who says, how are you doing? He goes, I'm great, man. I'm, I'm living life. Um, I've set a new standard for myself and for myself personally in my throwing motion and uh, just trying to enjoy this. This couldn't be this. Aaron Rodgers last September was the happiest guy in the world before and after cuts. But there was one little time, and I'm going to find it somewhere in there, where once again someone was asking him for one of those evaluations, and he was kind of the whiny. He goes, I don't know, what are you asking me for? I mean, I, I said a bunch of nice things about Kumaro, and they cut him. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that? Because. I'm, I'm, I can't I, tell you where to find it, but I uh, I remember that. Haystack. And we kind of laughed about it. it. I'm going to find it. Not that, you know, and of course, this is one little thing that he said, and he might have said it where, you know, if Ian Rappaport's talking to a former player or, you know, somebody in the organization, you know, they're going to, they may be blowing up that same comment we're talking about to death knell, you know. But that's, this is what's going on. I do know this, though. Overall, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't understand why Jordy Nelson goes a year before he did, or Randall Cobb, or James Jones. You know, Aaron Rodgers is 37. He's got guys that are 31 or 32 years old that are washed up and out of football, his former teammates. You know, that's just what happens when you get to be a 37, 38-year-old quarterback. Um, And you you have to, you know, come in... You have to replace Kumaro after three years with a Malik Taylor. You got to tra- train this guy all over again, or Corey Lindsley. And the other thing is, is that you talk to your teammates and how they got, you know, had to turn in their pass key to twelve sixty five Lombardi, and they get stories like Clay Matthews on the day he found out he was cut by Gutekunst. Yeah, I mean, it obviously was difficult. I think everybody envisions playing, you know, their entire career out with one team, especially having played a decade out there. But um, I was actually headed over there to get a workout in because it was a few days before free agency. They called and let me know that it just wasn't in the cards so moving forward, wish me the best of luck moving forward. And we wrapped up a 10-year career in about 30-second phone call. Uh, it kind of sounds ice cold, actually, when he puts it that way. Well, you know, I mean, these stories come back to you as well. You know, that it starts to get on you. I'm telling you, though, at the time that Kumaro was cut, next week was week one, the Vikings, and remember how great that offense looked? And he went down in the first half, but remember how good Josiah DeGurl looked? You know, and we hadn't seen some of that in the practices. You're looking at it, you say, man, this team is loaded. Remember how well the offense ran in week one in Minnesota against the Vikings? So I'm telling you, even though Kumaro was out the door, and I gave reasons why, he had been replaced. It didn't seem like Rodgers was that ticked off at the time it was happening because they were up and running and on on their way to another great thirteen and three season. So to me, it's what is it that Rodgers is demanding? You know, Murphy's been out to California 
and Gudikins has been out there, and Lafleur has been out there. What is he demanding right now? I'd like to keep every conversation that Aaron and I have had up to this point between us. And, um, you know, I know the reports out there. I mean, this guy is our quarterback, man, and he's our leader of our team. And I want nothing more to, to than to see him back in a, in a Packer uniform. And, you know, we've been able to accomplish a lot of great feats over the last two years, uh, two straight NFC championship games. I know the seasons haven't ended the way we've wanted them to, but um, in my eyes, he's the greatest to ever do it. We, we want him back here. That's all well and good, Matt, but what if he doesn't want to be back here? Yeah, I know. And and I, I, I can't even take my brain to that, that spot right now. So um, I just want to do everything in my power to, to ensure that that doesn't happen. Mike Clemens. When did this situation with Aaron begin? Was it before you started your meetings the 19th of this month, or was it after the, the final game of the season when you had your exit interviews? When, when did he voice this? Yeah, Mike, I appreciate, you know, the question. I just, like I said, I'm not going to get into details uh, of any of that. Um, all I'll say again, <laughs> we want him back here and, um, you know, he, he knows how we feel about him. I mean, Lafleur sounds pretty defeated there, Mike. He's he's lost Aaron Rodgers. He just he like you know like Rodgers talking about with one of his receivers. He just spent invested two years into this relationship, and now the guy doesn't want to come back. Yeah, that's a pretty tough bill. So um, I was listening to one of your listeners. He was talking about uh, you know letting Lindsley go. I'm telling you, Corey Lindsley, outstanding center, gets to All-Pro last year. He did miss three games with a knee. He's had chronic back pains. And, you know, he's the next in a line of guys that where the Packers moved on a year or two earlier. T.J. Lang got a big deal from the Lions. Didn't finish three years. Injuries. Sitting. You know, those other guys. Balaga, how many games did he miss last year with the Chargers, even though they paid him big money? And so now they've got... Josh Myers, 6'5", about 320, a center out of Ohio State, which seems to be a factory for centers. And Matt Malaspina is the director of college scouting. And we asked him, you know, some of these other teams that, they, that played Ohio State that were describing this Myers at center as aggressive and, frankly, nasty downfield. Absolutely. I mean, he moves big people and you feel him out there. You know, he's a 2020 team captain there, and that's a big deal, especially as an offensive lineman. It's very important for him to be viewed along the lines of those great Ohio State centers. I mean, he's going to graduate in consumer science this May. He's a good student. He's football smart. He loves ball. He's in the building. I mean, he is the perfect representative for Ohio State, and that comes out of their building, whether it's their strength coach, their offensive line coach. He's, he's what you want. Uh, whether you were running a corporation or a football team. Just want people to be aware that we are finally talking a little bit about the NFL draft, which uh, Mike also happened this past weekend. I know it didn't seem like it, but, but it did. Right. And so uh, we talked to Josh Meyer, um, whose parents are uh, athletes. Um, his, his quarterback, Justin Field, the Bears trade up to get him. And, um, and we talked about an accident he had in the basement. That's how tough this guy is, where he had to get stitches 
uh, thanks to his older brother Zach. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were playing some kind of football game uh, in my in the basement, and my my older brother I had beat him several times in a row, whatever game we were playing, and uh, I uh, you know beat him again and, and stood up, and he kind of was so mad he, he gave me a good shove, and I just went head first into the corner of the wall, and uh, and yeah, I got a I got a pretty good cut on the side of my head, and they had to <laughs> they had to stitch me up. My, well, my mom stitched me up in the living room. Yeah. Hey, Josh, your reaction to the Bears trading up to get your quarterback, Justin, and have you ever had a chance to chat with Corey Lindsley? Yeah, I was I was happy for Justin. Uh, I wanted you know I wanted Justin to go as early as he possibly could. So I was happy to see him get picked up. And uh, I have you know I I've I talked to Corey relatively recently. You know within the last couple weeks, just checking in, trying to pick his brain and and you know learn as much as I could from him. Josh Myers, the second round pick. Uh, Eric Stokes, the first round pick. And then the Packers. You know I thought they'd trade up a little more than they did with the ten picks. They finished with nine selections. Everybody makes the A. Rogers joke, fine. But Amari Rogers, I like this kid, Mike. Yeah, and well, the, one of the things that was dramatic about the, that part of the draft was that um, when they got to the second round, Brian Goodikin said, I got Josh Myers, the center from Ohio State, and right over the side there, about the same value, is this Amari Rogers, wide receiver out of Clemson. And so he said, I, I went with the big guy because we got this opening at center, but I, you know, right away I wanted to see if I could still get that wide receiver. So as soon as they took him at 62, and they get Josh Myers on the phone, uh, Goodkin says he, he looks up and the room is empty because the guys went down the hallway to get a plate of food. So I had to call them all back in to get a trade going so they could trade up to try and so they could get the receiver. Here's Goodkin. After the pick, we we kind of. Targeted an area of the of the third round where we thought we could get to with a, with within the price that I wanted to pay. Um, we were having trouble. You know, we had a few teams that were on the line right until the you know until their pick came up, and then there was a guy they wanted to pick, and so we had four or five I think you know trades that were about to happen that didn't, and um, and then we then obviously we finally made the trade with Tennessee as it got closer. And I you know I, I I'll kind of go back to I remember when we drafted Clay Matthews, and obviously I was the Southeast scout at that time. But I remember after we drafted B.J. Raji, Ted, you know, talked about going up to get to get Clay. And there was a couple of guys in the building that were working the phones at the time. And, well, how far do you want to go up? How much do you want to pay? And he's like, I want the player. <laughs> you know, and like every time, you know, John Schneider or Reggie McKenzie or I think Dorse was there as well. And they would start talking about, I think this is a little too much. And he's like, you guys aren't understanding. I want the player, <laughs> you know. So um, there's a little bit of that there. I think it was and it was important that that we acquired the player. And I'm obviously you never want to overpay too much, but um, we were really excited to get Amari. Always good to hear those stories. Uh, a rare laugh from Gutekunst over a very trying weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. But then two things that I saw in this draft too, Bart, was this: the Packers are taking more kids from big schools and known programs as opposed to. Nick Collins from Bethune-Cookman, no, and no one knew who that kid was or where he was from. That turned out to be a pretty good pick for Ted. That was the second pick overall after Aaron Rodgers from Cal. But they're taking guys from Georgia and Ohio State and Florida and was the kid from Wisconsin, and this receiver from Clemson, who's about 212 pounds. He's uh, a little shorter. He's kind of a Randall Cobb build. Uh, his speed's about 4'5". He did have a leg injury like two years ago, but there's a, this other thing is, is his football lineage. 
like his father's T. Martin, who was a backup to Peyton Manning for the Volunteers, then took Tennessee to the national championship, was a coach at Kentucky. He coached Randall Cobb at Kentucky. Today, he's a wide receivers coach for the Ravens. And Amari Rogers, you know, this is just how these connections happen. He's on a bus in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago, and he's talking to this kid from Ohio State about how excited they are to get into the draft in a couple of weeks. He's talking to Eric Stokes, the number one pick. Listen to this. I'm looking forward to learning from Devontae uh, just because, you know, he's, I feel like he's the best receiver in the game right now. Uh, you know, I respect his game tremendously. And, you know, I'm looking forward to coming in and learning and hopefully turning into one of the best in the game, too, uh, in the future. You know, Eric Stokes, me and him train together, house athlete in Miami, so that's my guy. I'm just looking forward to, you know, getting down there uh, and grinding with him. Um, it's crazy because we went to Indianapolis uh, a couple weeks ago and we were on the same bus together and we were just talking about, you know, we're, we're this close to our dreams and now we're on the same team. Uh, so it's crazy. I'm just looking forward to, you know, grinding with that guy. Amari Rogers will wear the number eight under the new uh, jersey, I guess, that's been loosened up a little bit, what these guys can wear. Cole Van Lannan goes, so you got a Wisconsin guy being taken, which, you know, we're always excited about. Uh, was not sure that he was actually getting drafted by the Packers, Mike. Well, I didn't know if, if the kid was going to get drafted, but he, he goes to Bayport High School. It's 10 minutes north of Lambeau Field. He gets into the Badgers program, plays an offensive line there, and then he talks about, on draft night, getting the call, and he gets the 920 area code on his cell phone. You know, honestly... The calls that I was getting, this one um, came up as scam likely on my phone. Um, I saw it was a Green Bay number, and I answered it, and I just kind of wasn't even expecting it to be um, Gunavis and Matt LeFleur, and I just couldn't believe it. Um, and they said, how would you love to be a Packer? And I was just absolutely stoked. And, you know, I have my family here, my very close relatives, and people have been here since day one and love to be at all my stuff. For me to be going to Green Bay is just unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. I believe he called his new GM Gutavis. I, I think he did. There's a little bit of Chris Farley there, you know? <laughs> My goodness. All right, Mike. Hey, uh, Rodgers, Packers, what do you, how do you think this plays out? I, I can't. I'll tell you one thing. I, I, I wonder how much of this was triggered by the fact that he would have gladly have gone to San Francisco. The Packers in no way are going to send him to an NFC team. If he goes anywhere, it'll be an AFC team. Hey, he could go to the Jets, even though they got Zach Wilson. They got Michael Fleur there for the new offensive coordinator, so it wouldn't be that hard. Oh. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean, Brett Favre wanted out of Green Bay. He liked all the free agents of the Vikings. He knew that Rodgers was ready. He had to go to the Jets for a year before he got into the Vikings and still be with Steve Hutchinson and Adrian Peterson and Sidney Rice and all the other and Daryl Bevel, his boy, at offensive coordinator, and he still had you know beat the Packers that you know two times there in 2008, and so he pisses off all those Packer fans. Five years later, he's back in the stadium. People paid four dollars, sixty thousand people, just to see him for 15 minutes talking to Lance Allen. This love fest. It was unbelievable. And then he goes in and is inducted to the Packers Hall of Fame before he goes down to Catton and gets in the didn't hurt Brett Favre at all. Every time I turn on the NFL network, he's on some commercial with Jerry Rice, you know. So didn't hurt his career. Or so Aaron Rodgers is trending for the next four or five days. That doesn't hurt his his bank either. So uh, people are upset, you know, they're frustrated. Why would he pull this? 
it's frustrating for Matt LaFleur. It's frustrating for an organization that supported him. But at some day, this too shall pass. Will he be back? It's up to him right now. It's up to him. Either that or he's going to sit out or get traded. Crazy stuff, man. Mike, appreciate your insight as always. We will talk again. Be well, buddy. Thank you, Bart. Mike Clemens, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Mike Clemens, NFL. Uh, follow him on Twitter, please do, for the latest. Great Midwest Bank, if you are applying for a home renovation loan and you're a bit anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Quick reminder, because uh, I want to remind you yeah. about the deals at Window Select. Uh, buy one, get one. On the windows. Let's say you need two windows. That would be what? One for free? Uh, two, Yeah, one. Uh, if you need four two. windows? Two, oh, yeah. Six windows? Three. Wow. Yeah. Now, at some point, you're thinking, well, Bart, we could do this all day, but at some point, we're going to stop because there is a limit, right? So go like a 1,000. Well, you, well, you would get five. If you want a 1,000 windows, you would get 500 for free because the buy one, get one deal at Windows Select, no limit. Right, no limit. No, no limit. No limit. Buy one, get one on the windows. They've got siding. They've got doors available for you. Beautiful, customizable doors. It's all backed with the double lifetime warranty. So if you get one of their products, it's it, two lifetimes. You could live two great lifetimes, and the warranty is still good. No questions asked, Justin said. If something goes wrong, they'll come out and repair it under that warranty. Now, they also will set you up where you don't have to make any payments for a full year. So you can get this done, not have to make any payments for a full year as well. And this is about as local as it gets. The manufacturer that they use and everybody in that shop, 40 years plus, they've been in the Menominee Falls area. Window Select located there as well. So check them out. 262-703-3500. 262-703-3500. See your home in a new light this summer. Again, once it gets hotter, like it was for like 17 hours, you want to make sure the cool air stays in the house. Windows are kind of an escape point. Escape is how most people say it. Escape point for a lot of that cold air. So you want to keep that in your house. Make sure your windows are up to standard. 262-703-3500. A couple minutes here before we go to the big show. Uh, the Brewers news, they lose last night. Lorenzo came back. He, he hits a home run, but they come up short at the end. Bucks have the Nets tonight. I mean, the, the game on Sunday was exciting. Yeah. Giannis says it doesn't mean anything. Which I agree. It's still like the well, I I do agree, but it was also it was it was better to win that game than to lose. Is really and it kind of means something because you're still going for that number one seed. You're trying to overtake uh the Nets and you're right there, man. So I mean it depends how you look at it. You know, I, I just I don't really care about the seeding anymore because the last two years they had the one seed and no finals appearance. But I mean, this year it's there's three top teams. Yeah, I like to see how they match up against Brooklyn healthy. Yeah, again, no James, no Hart. James Harden. Which, yeah. So you watch that game. It goes down to the wire. It's a very captivating, very thrilling game. Giannis blocked the shot from Kevin Durant. One of the more beautiful blocks I've ever seen. I didn't know you could possibly block Kevin Durant's shot. Yeah, His and wingspan's it, like nine foot. It's so exciting. Actually, higher than that. To see, but uh, yeah, it's not like they were missing Joe Harris. It's like, oh, well, if Joe Harris was there, it would open things up a little bit. Oh, if they had uh, DeAndre Jordan, if, if it, it would uh, – they, they were missing James Harden. Yeah. So is this dude hurt or is he just resting? Well, he had a setback, whatever that meant. And uh, now, I mean, he looks fine, right? He's bouncing around. 
Are you sure the setback wasn't, I want to rest more? For the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. maybe. I, I, yeah, maybe. I, maybe he's got a little little injury, a little, little tweak, but I, if it was playoff time, I would assume he'd be out there. I assume come playoff time, they'll all be out there and they'll be healthy, which is super phony. But still, you might as well, I mean, beat him tonight. But I don't know if I want guys going, I want that. I, I do want the seed, I guess. But then I really don't care because of what I just got done saying. I kind of feel like the seat is out of reach is the problem. So do I, and, and I don't want to risk injury in a game like this. Or, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, Giannis doesn't need to go 40 minutes tonight. I say that, and then it'll be the fourth quarter, and I'll be like, get Giannis back in this game. Got to win this bad boy. I'm jacked for the game tonight. I, I want to watch some sports tonight. Get away from Hell this yeah. TMZ crap. All sports. You know, I love Aaron Rodgers, but it's getting to the point where I'm just like, I don't care. We're not even a week in, friend. Yeah, I know. We got a whole, at least a whole month of this. <laughs> then we'll see what happens June 1st. Yeah. I wish the Broncos would have taken a quarterback. I was just hoping that maybe we could start getting some better news, but I saw uh, Damaski was just on with Dan Patrick, and he said less than 5% chance Rodgers will be back. Did he unblock you yet? I know you were trying. No, no, he didn't. He actually responded to something that I couldn't comment on because, well, I was blocked. blocked. That's not how it works, but whatever floats the boat finds the lost remote is what Outcast said. All right, we will be back tomorrow at 6. Big show up next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.